But I didn't identify with being creative until, like, later, even after college. Correct. It was like, you didn't really know about those types of jobs. No, I mean, we did crafts at home, but nothing. Oh, we were definitely creative, but there just yeah, wasn't no. the word for it. No. Excuse me. Yes. You went to college? <laughs> you paid for it. Did I still have a bike there. Exactly. And I still have a $98 bill. Well, hello. You're back. I'm back. This is great news. So I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it just in case. Have you ever had a creative block? You have, right? I know I definitely have. So in this episode, I'm going to explain creative blocks, outline some reasons why we get them, and offer some solutions to get past them. So what are we waiting for? Let's go. Oh, also, they're singing. Come on. Good morning, good morning. Uh I was up all night. Good morning, good morning to you. Some people say I can sing, and some people say I can't sing. But I still sing. What's that all about? I didn't sleep that much last night. I didn't sleep that much the night before. I call that insomnia, and I don't love it. This isn't even, this is not an episode about insomnia. I just thought I would tell you that because I like to share. Mostly it was probably because I knew I wanted to wake up and record a podcast before I went to work out because that's how long I've been pro pokarasata. No. Proca- no. <laughs> Procrastinating. Oh, my God. Whew. Um, not because I don't love podcasting, not because I don't love having a podcast for you, um, but just because I just couldn't get there, and I'm not an actress, and I'm not a news reporter, and I have to get there in order to get there. Um and strangely enough, I didn't even plan this. I didn't plan this intro. Intro? It's 6 a.m. I probably slept for four hours. But I want to do this. I want to get real with you. I want to be I want to be me with you, which means that when I don't get that much sleep, sometimes I forget how to talk. Um, I did not plan this, but... Well, I planned what I'm about to tell you, but the part where I started by singing was really because I was making some coffee this morning and I was talking to Gertie, my cat, who has never once talked back to me, but we're working on it, and I started singing to her. And then I was like, you know what? Who says I can't sing whenever I don't want to sing? One person. They're not in charge. So I was blocked. I had a creative block. I still kind of have a creative, a low-lying creative block. And I was thinking, I get asked that question a lot. I When I get interviewed, like all the time, just kidding. Um, I don't get interviewed all the time. But I think as a creative entrepreneur, someone who has to create on demand, uh, it is a question that comes up a lot. You know, where do you get your inspiration and what do you do? 
when you're blocked creatively or when you have a creative block. Also, we do at Bando the free advice series called Honor Roll. And when we sort of have an open forum for people to ask me questions, and sometimes I have a guest, but I'm not saying that about Honor Roll. I'm just saying that when we have it, at least one person asks about creative blocks. So I was like, you know what? I'm blocked. You're blocked. We're all blocked. Let's figure it out. So, you know, if you're creative, then you know the creative work and, and creative thinking is is different than a lot of other types of work and thinking because, well, two things. It's definitely more tied to emotions and generally just sensitive to the effects of the environment and how you're feeling and all other sorts of stuff that we're going to go over. But it's also just not reliable. It's it's not like math. <laughs> you know, it's like it's not always there when you call on it, which is different than math or just a, a skill that's more objective, subjective. Fuck balls. <laughs> objective. So, so you know it's it it's it's the sensitive thing, and you know that there are periods of high creativity, and then there are periods of nothing, and. If you're doing that for a living, it's incredibly scary. I speak from experience, from continuous experience. If it's if you need creativity to do what you really want to do in life, also exceptionally scary. And then when you're actually blocked, it's it's quite paralyzing. So, what is a creative block? You may ask. I mean, essentially, it's like an inability to access your own creativity. It's it's like performance anxiety, sort of. Um, and it can last for as short as a few hours and as long as several years, which sounds really painful. Um, but I understand. Uh, so like I was saying, personally, I've had an enormous amount of experience with creative blocks. And, you know, sometimes it was due to the fact that I was just um, physically depleted. Sometimes I was emotionally depleted. Sometimes I was letting my ego and my thoughts get in the way. You know, like I mentioned, Creativity on Demand, uh, who my friend Todd Henry, who has the Accidental Creative podcast and wrote a book called Accidental Creative, talks a lot about that. I think I've mentioned him before on the podcast. So yeah, so it, so it sort of comes with a whole other pressure when you're actually already signed on to do a job. And so like, you know, with Bandeau, in the earlier days, I, I definitely used to have that a lot. And I would, even as a stylist, you know, it's like you have the moment that you have to style. You you prepare, you prepare, and then they're like, okay, go ahead and set it all up. And and when you go to that part of your brain, that's the part that's going to set up. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're not, no. And it's scary. And, and you know, with Bandeau, I definitely would have times where it was just like a river of creativity and then times where something was due or we just had a meeting scheduled and I was just like, I, I don't know. You know, I think like for that, for me, what that looks like is like I kind of, you know, I think there's flow and then there's also like the times where you have to go look for your ideas inside your brain and you're like 
walking in that dark brain cave that I've talked about before and you're just like looking for it and you're like, wait, it's not here. It's usually right here. Where, where did it go? And so I think before my sensibility was to just try and push through, you know, like, let's just, let's just keep trying. Let's keep brainstorming. Let's keep trying. And over time, I realized that nothing comes out of that. Like you just can't force it. You really can't. And so, you know what, I would just, I kind of just explained to the people that I worked with, which it was important for them to know this too, because most of them were creatives and the people that I worked for that were non-creatives that were just expecting the creativity on demand that, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, but I'm going to do everything I can to set myself and my team up for creative success. And so some of what I'll go over with you are things that, that, that we practice in the office, but, but the, but I have a new block. I have two new creative blocks. How exciting for me. I lose one and I get two. Most people would be so happy about that. And although I feel grateful and honored to have the opportunities that I have, you know, doing doing this podcast exposed exposed me for what I really am, someone who doesn't know the meaning of any word, can't talk, can't sing, and is actually scared to put uh, her voice and her thoughts out there on a platform where I can't know immediately if I did a good job. Because I realized like on Instagram or even in person, like if I tell a joke, people laugh. Or on Instagram, you know, if I say something funny, people are like, that's so funny. Right away. When you do a podcast, you just record it and then you hand it off to other people. And then you can listen to it if you want before you release it. But you can't if you're me because then you have to uh, stay in bed for three days because you can't, you, you're traumatized by the sound of your own voice. So you may never, you know, you guys are so great about messaging me and stopping me and telling me that. So I eventually get the feedback, but it's different than what I'm used to. Or at work in a meeting, they'll be like, great idea. You know, so this is me. I'm in my bedroom in my underwear right now with some headphones on talking into a microphone, reading off a document of notes of things that I wanted to talk about so I didn't go astray. And no one's telling me if I'm doing a good job. And the only one that's talking to me is the voice in my head that's like, you absolutely suck. You suck at podcasting. Your voice is irritating everyone in the world except for your dad. And you don't know what you're talking about. That's the only thing I can hear right now as I talk. This happens every time. And so as you can imagine, I avoid doing it. And it's not because all the everything is done and I'm prepared and the microphone's just sitting there and I'm avoiding it, but it's like my I'm blocked because my brain is sort of con- protecting me from the activity that it feels is dangerous, so it just like doesn't let me access certain parts. So I'll like start a start preparing for a podcast and then I just get blocked. So that might be something again that happens to you and we're going to talk about that, but but also I think just important to note how tough it is to silence your inner critic. And, and, and that's something that I'm working through. Oh, you know what I didn't say? My other block is the book that I'm supposed to be writing, which I am writing, but it's the same thing. It's like, as soon as I start typing, the, the inner critic pops up and is like, yeah, this is never going to happen. And it is a protective mechanism. I mean, I have been studying and I will do an episode on this or 17 episodes on this. I think I've said that before, threatened that before too, but it's something I've been reading about a lot because 
it's just gotten, it was so out of control. Like I, I'm in a little bit of a better place, but I knew it was blocking me. And I knew, I mean, I've already signed on, you know, I'm signed on to do this and I'm signed on to do that book. And, and like, thank goodness Bando is like a creatively safe space for me. And so it's very rare that I run into trouble there, knock on wood, but because I, I sort of know how to set myself up for creative success in that role. And I have an amazing team that helps a ton with that. But these things were new. So I needed to work out with, you know, with this inner critic who is really just my mind and my thoughts that are really just there to set up to protect me from the time that we needed to be protected by our mind and our thoughts because we might be eaten or something. Now it's like, oh, seems like this is, this could be painful for you. Let, let me help you by talking you out of it. Um, and shutting down all of your creativity. So that's that's what I'm working on. But I but I thought what would be good, what would be great, what would be fantastic. Good morning, ah, uh, good morning. I'm really waking up. I've only had two sips of coffee. I love to talk. What? Now let's go through some of the common causes of creative blocks. Spoiler alert, there are many. That said, this will help you get to the root of the problem and help you move forward towards a solution. I thought maybe we could go through some causes of creative blocks because I'm, I'm telling you some of mine, but there are so many. I've racked my own brain. I've racked Google and I've racked articles and I've racked some books and I've drilled it down. And I think maybe write these down. You don't have to do it as I say, but as I say it, but you could, should, (laughs) you could, should, because maybe some of these, all of these, most of these, none of these will resonate with you. And for me, identifying the cause is like one of the most important pieces. And those causes are... (laughs) Wait, I want to pretend like I'm introducing like the nominees for the biggest causes for creative blocks this year are trauma. Think death of any kind. <laughs> death of any kind, Jen. Seriously? Death or any kind of sudden loss. Pull it together. These are notes I made for myself so I didn't get it wrong. And I can't even, because I can't keep it all in my head. I can keep a lot in my head, but I'm like, if I'm going to ask someone to make a list, I need to make the list myself. Stress. So I think about like financial stress, personal stress, work stress. Uh, Maybe you got a flat tire, which would cause personal and financial stress. And maybe even work stress too, because you were on your way to work. Oh my God, I hate flat tires. But I do get creative when I'm driving. Okay, but that's off topic, on topic, off list. Vulnerability, already talked about it. Putting yourself out there can make you shut down. I've experienced it, and I've always fancied myself a vulnerable, which is what we call someone who is has no problem with vulnerability. And when I say we, I mean me. I don't know that anyone else calls it that. Sort of a combo bullet. Self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and then I also said sort of too close to your thoughts, which really plays into what I was saying earlier and like where your where your thoughts are really directing you instead of just 
contributing to your decision making. And so there's a point at which you can get some space in between you and your thoughts and be a little bit more objective about them. Perfectionism, we've definitely talked about that before. That'll slow some shit down for sure, as well as fear. And again, it's like with the fear, is it based at all in reality? Like maybe you've been rejected for this work once before. And so it's like, I don't know, are we still allowed to say legitimate fear? I, I feel like we're not supposed to be afraid of anything, but that that feels legitimate to me, especially like I'm saying in, in comparison to the type of fear that I was explaining before, which is just like an internal narrative based on old stories that are that are not true. And that fear can and should be overcome. Actually, the fear of being rejected can too. Um, you'd probably work through them, well, a little bit differently. Comparison, the thief of joy, but also just the worst in every way, shape, or form. But so like, oh, well, this artist just did something great and I could never do anything that great. So I'm going to shut down all my creative systems now. Feeling depleted, like I mentioned earlier, uh, physical depletion, emotional depletion, to me, uh, like actual actual like mental depletion that has to do with just a complete lack of brain space because we work ourselves to the bone and we think multitasking is cool, even though it isn't. Uh, We've all achieved it. Now let's unwind from that concept. But, you know, sometimes you just like decision fatigue, you know, you've probably heard of that. I didn't know about that until I was asked to make a thousand decisions a day. And then I was like, And someone was like, what flavor ice cream do you want, chocolate or vanilla? And I just stared at them for 20 minutes. And they're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't decide. And they're like, you just decided on all of this other stuff. And I'm like, I know. And then I found out that that was decision fatigue. So it's like you forget that your brain is a physical thing that can get exhausted. And when you're working your brain all day long, you can get fatigue. And that can cause you to be blocked. Mental health issues, obviously something a lot of us struggle with. That's why we're here listening to this podcast or recording it, depending on whether you're me or you're somebody else that isn't me. But certainly for myself, and and I think for many, anxiety has blocked me. My depression has blocked me. ADD has certainly blocked me. I will say being someone who suffers from bipolar with small bouts of mania, that the that mental health issue might be the only thing that has r- truly helped me creatively because a little bout of mania will give you some fantastic ideas and the confidence to feel like they're all good. Nonetheless, I, I prefer a stable mood. Poor health in general, you know, sometimes hard to create when you have the flu. And, oh, here's a big one. And the last one. You're creating something without passion, purpose, or intention, which is a bit quite loaded. Um, but if you've written it down on the list, you can kind of think about that afterwards. But you know, I I, I think I think people feel like, hey, someone once told me I should be this, or I'm good at drawing, so I should be an illustrator. Um, and what they've haven't realized is they're not actually super passionate about it. They've just identified they have a skill in it, and so they feel like they should do that, whether as a side project or as work. And for me, having been at the, you know, where I am in my career and from my vantage point where I can sort of see everyone work and how they work, 
people that are passionate about what they do creatively or in any way, but especially with creatives, because you know we're so sensitive, get blocked so much less than those that are not passionate about it, but are but are still good at what they do. It, it, it's 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 actually super discouraging to watch. So because I think like, man, if you're good at that, you're probably good at a lot of things, and you should plug into your passion. Hello, hello. Great news. I got a new sponsor. They're called HoneyBook. I'm going to tell you more about it in a second. But first, let me break for the birds. And what I mean by break for the birds is I'm at home. It's a beautiful day. My windows are open. The birds are chirping. Gertie's loving it. She wishes she could eat them. You might hear some birds. That's why. That's how we're going to do it. It actually makes sense because HoneyBook is, in their words, because why would I try and interpret this and make it better when they've already made it great. A purpose-built business management platform for creative small businesses. Um, So maybe you work at home as well and you listen to birds or maybe you're a photographer or maybe you have a small business or maybe you're like me, a freelance food stylist. Well, that's not me anymore, but it was me 10, no, 12, 14 years ago. I could have used this then. I didn't have anything like this. Even in the early days of Bandeau, when we really, you know, you know about this when you when you evolve your business and you realize you should be only putting your mind on like top level stuff and you end up doing a lot of like admin stuff and um, logistical things and invoicing and bookkeeping and all of that stuff. They have everything in one place. Like it's, it's actually pretty epic. There's a lot of time saving, time saving stuff. There's like crazy workflow things where it's sort of like, if you know, you can outline what your workflow process is for a project or a client, and then it helps you every step along the way. It syncs with the calendar. You can schedule stuff, send out emails, invoicing. There's like, they say task management, very sophisticated to-do lists that help with workflow. I mean, it's streamlining your business and then there's a whole creative community. So I feel very good about this and I feel like you should check it out. That's why for a limited time, JGOK listeners can get 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code, you guessed it, JG. Okay. Jagok. Say it with me. Jagok. 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 Are you in your car saying Jagok? I hope so. I can't hear you, but I bet you are. I believe in you. Anyways, HoneyBook membership includes unlimited access to all features at one low monthly price. Go to HoneyBook.com today and use promo code JGOK to get started. Again, that's HoneyBook.com. Promo code JG. Okay, I'm working on my sing-songy sponsorship voice. Okay, bye. Wow, beautiful. Okay, here are some questions to ask yourself when you are feeling blocked and some tools you can use once you have the answers to those questions. And so once you've identified like, hey, what's the cause? Like you you can dig in and understand and then find ways to set yourself up for success. So, um, you know, like I, like I said at the top of the episode, 
at least as far as I can remember, I said this. Uh, I definitely thought it. And if you're not at a place where you could hear my thoughts yet, I don't know what the next few episodes are going to be like for you because I'm just going to think into the microphone. That would be so cool. We'll get there. Some of these, some of these mm, workthroughs, solutions, questions will make sense for blocks that are related to something as specific as a creative task or project, while others might shed light on like bigger blocks. Like why haven't I started my singing career? So I feel like you could use it for anything because I know that um, just in talking to people, some people are blocked. It's like, man, I have this thing I want to, you know, this, this project I'm working on for a client and I'm just like blocked. I, I, I cannot get to like create their brand identity or their logo. And then other people are like, I want to be a stand-up comedian and I'm I'm blocked creatively. I can't get any, I can't write any jokes, but I really, really, really want to do it. So, and I, and there's everything in between. And then obviously some people are working with teams. And so I think if you, if you look at the list, you know, there's, there are sort of like emotional problems. There are situational problems physical problems, and even just like being disconnected from a purpose. So so like depending on what it is, you may ask yourself different questions. So like to me, if it's an emotional, if you feel like it falls under the emotional problem, you might just want to start by saying, how am I feeling right now? <laughs> Has something traumatized me? Am I fearful? What am I afraid of? And is my fear too tethered on an outcome? Because... When I say that, I mean like, is it tethered to the idea of failure, fear of failure, or fear of success, which we don't always identify, but is sometimes equally as scary as failure, because at least identifying that gives you a place to work backwards from. Um, Am I being guided by self-doubt? My answer is usually yes. Am I being paralyzed by perfectionism? Again, really common common thing. But think about those things. Those are all great thought starters to to kind of do some work to, to, to get through your block. If it's situational, you know, which in, in my mind means like, like workflow, work environment, like do you have all the information you need? I think you can ask yourself stuff like, is my environment conducive to creativity? You know, like am I, are you, are you working, are you writing in a coffee shop because uh, you saw busy writing in a coffee shop because I definitely tried it because it seemed cool, but then you realize that you are you have ADD and you can't work in coffee shops and that's not conducive to your creativity. Something like that, or like, is your chair not comfortable, or are you distracted in any way, shape, or form, or are you it are you doing it in a pink room and actually the color pink is very upsetting to you? I don't know, but get curious. Have you created? I guess you would say, have I created a system that works for me and parameters that work for me? Like, do goals and deadlines work for you or does freedom work for you? And whichever one it is, have you created that for yourself? Because that's an easy way to get lost without without having those or with having too many. When, where, and how am I working? You know, is this working working? <laughs> am I disorganized in that is that causing me not to be able to capitalize on my ideas? You know, is it is it as simple as like you're having ideas and you don't have a way to capture them in, in an organized fashion? 
which I think is also really common, um, especially when you're not working off of one single idea, but you have to, the inception means like a lot of ideas um, and they're coming at different times and you're jotting them on post-its and and, and notes on your phone and, and like, how are they being collated? You, again, all, all things that have contributed to a block for me. And on the flip side, are my ideas being, or do I have too many ideas and they're making it so I'm unable to capitalize on any one? And then I think the biggest thing is like, like I was mentioning at the end of the list, like, am, if you're disconnected from a purpose, you know, I think you have to get real with that and separate yourself from whatever the whatever the creativity that is being blocked so it's like is this the right time for me is this the right project for me is this the right path for me do I really want to do this and if not what do I really want to do and and if so like am I inspired am I keeping myself inspired we um when the when the question of creative creative blocks came up Last time in honor roll, and I was like, yeah, oh my God, I get blocked all the time. And like one of the first things I said was like, pay attention to when your blocks are coming so you can start this deductive reasoning to like, you can figure out, you can figure out what's causing it. You absolutely can figure out. And I just gave you a lot of tools to do that. And so I know you can do it, but also like, Pay attention to when you're not blocked and try and create that scenario whenever you need to be creative. So for me, that may be taking a shower, as boring as showers are. I'm not washing my hair, okay? You don't get sex hair by keeping it clean, that's for sure. But, you know, doing, you know, there's like some, there's like sort of a mindfulness to that that I think allows different ideas and thoughts to come through instead of the ones that are just like telling you what has to happen next. Driving is huge for me. Right before I fall asleep, those often tend to be horrible ideas. But in the morning, like when I need to be productive creatively in the morning, like 6 a.m., good morning, good morning. It's now 6.38, but I started at 6 a.m. because I knew I would be productive in the morning and creative and my brain is like firing. It's like after lunch, I'm not going to make creative decisions. And after four, I'm definitely not going to be that creative unless I'm going to get drunk um, which is to, to to have your creativity depend on substances is, is not a long term fix, but I said it anyways. Anyways, but someone one of the one of the other girls, you know, I was like, I was like, show of hands, like, is there anyone here who's never been blocked creatively? And one and one girl actually um, put her hand up, and I was like, wait, I want to hear from you. Like, what does that mean? And you know, honestly, she just like was so plugged into you know exactly what she wanted to do. She was surrounded by things that inspired her. She felt a purpose in it. She was like upcycling clothes. The people were just like giving her great clothes to upcycle out of nowhere. Um, they were all around her. She didn't have any time constraints. You know, she was like flowing basically. Um, and I also think when things start to happen for you like that, like, you know, you're on the right path. So, so I was like, Oh, okay, I guess that can happen. That's a good reminder. I mean, rare that we're that lucky, but it'll give you hope. So practice mindfulness, let it go, 
check in with your relationship with the work and chip away at it, you know, carve out your path to success. And then sometimes it honestly is just don't do anything. You know, finding your stopping point is just as important as finding your starting point creatively. You don't have to find the midpoint because it's hard to identify, but like when to start and when to stop and when to stop pushing is important because you have to preserve your brain and you have to be kind to it. And if your legs stopped working, you would not try and prop yourself up by a wall and use the wall to kind of support you as you try and walk down the hallway. You would go lay down. (laughs) So when your brain stops working, give it some rest, you know, get some fresh air, get inspired. Maybe I'll do an after show about inspiration. I'm not going to tell you all here because how will I know you'll listen to the after show? Maybe you've been put off by all the armpit and avocado talk, which I don't, I think that avocado is in my car somewhere. I feel like I could smell it, but man, I cannot find it. Okay. Well, I hope this was helpful. I'll probably say that again in my outro narration, but that's how much I care. Okay. Bye. That's beautiful singing. Nobody's going to tell me no. Okay, are we unblocked? If you're a creative at heart or a creative professionally, you will most likely end up with creative blocks again and again. And you know what? That's okay. Embrace it, learn from it, and use it for your own personal and professional betterment. Side note, in all honesty, I'm not sure I did a thorough enough job with offering up specific solutions, so I'm adding more here instead of saving them for the after show. Here's what I'll say. Once you have posed and answered some of the questions I went over about the causes of your blocks, take that knowledge to set yourself up for future success by adjusting behaviors, creating environments that are conducive to creativity, and implementing systems that produce great workflow. Outside of that, everything I researched about specific ways to unblock yourself really has to do with getting inspired. Here are some suggestions. Go somewhere new go somewhere old, go somewhere you love, read a book, watch an old movie, play your favorite music, look at art, look at a flower, look at the sky, look at your underwear, take a shower, take a bath, take a nap, go for a run, meditate, read your journal, write in your journal, wait, free write in your journal without rules or judgment, or just do something else that is creative, but not related to what you're doing. Okay, that's a pretty good list, so you should be all set now. Get out there and get creative. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You don't know about the after show, but it's the show after the show where I found a book that I contributed to and I forgot I had done it and it totally makes sense for this show. (laughs) It feels like I should practice this song instead of write it on the spot halfway through the song. But sometimes preparation really takes away from the art. (laughs) Don't you agree? So I, so 
I just did a whole episode on creative blocks. And the whole time I'm like, I feel like I've talked about this before. And then I was Googling, Googling some, some additional tips and tricks on how to deal with it. And the first thing that came up was a book called Get Unstuck, Creative Block, Discover New Ideas, Advice and Projects from 50 Successful Artists. Um, and Danielle, and fuck it if I get this name right, Chrysa, I just always knew her as the jealous curator, put this book together. And I'm one of the successful artists in it. Oh my God, when was this book? Prepare, prepare, prepare. We're getting so close. Where do they put where the book was? 2014. Oh, four years ago? I feel like it was 150 years ago. (laughs) Okay, anyways. Um... When asked about creative blocks, Jen Gotch, the photographer, self-taught photographer based in Los Angeles, California, said, I think any artist would be lying if they said that they never had creative blocks. I have found that mine usually come when I am overtired or sad. So I try to avoid both of those feelings, and that has worked out quite well. That's a joke, Jen. Don't lie. No, I probably felt fine at that point. Also... When these blocks happen, I just give myself a break. I don't try and force it or add too much pressure on myself. That never, ever works, which I feel like is a lot of what I said today. So it's good that I've pretty much stuck to the script. And then I guess there was like a project um, maybe where you recommend ways that people can get unblocked. Mine was, believe it or not, take a trip to a local swap meet or antique store and rummage through a box of old photographs. Find five of your, why can't I read? Find five of your favorites and then write a short story, just a paragraph about each photo. Don't be afraid to be funny or fantastical. (laughs) Wow, Jen Gotch, you never cease to amaze us. Anyway, so that could be a good book to look at so many great artists and, and really digestible because it's just like each artist has a few pages to show their art and talk about how to get unblocked. Alrighty. Bye-bye.